0: In this episode, you'll meet Doris, a social entrepreneur from Hong Kong. For most of our conversation, you will hear how she turned every problem into not only a lesson, but action as well. We'll hear how her business grew by solving the difficulties of people with disabilities and of our senior citizens. And then, how her own struggle with cancer led her to stop being the workaholic and to appreciate life again. We hope this episode will ground you as it did that and we'll help you get to the thing you're putting off for years. Enjoy. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of She Rocks. Uh, Noabisa and I are today here with you. Noabisa from Cape Town, I'm in Belgrade, and we are traveling together to Hong Kong to meet uh, one amazing entrepreneur, but not just an entrepreneur, but an entrepreneur with very uh, great cause, uh, So, Doris, without further ado, I'd like to welcome you uh, to a she Rocks, uh, podcast. Uh, welcome and thank you for your time. Yeah, I'm honored to be one
1: of the ladies in the Xerox series. <laughs> of of thank course. You for inviting me.
2: You rock, Doris. What a pleasure to reconnect with you. Of course, you and I had spent some time in the United States on the State Department's IVLP in 2015. And so this is just another way in which we can stay connected. So thank you for your time.
0: Friendship is
1: forever.
2: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: Uh, so, uh, Doris, let, let's uh, start with our regular question. Uh, please, can you share with our audience and with uh, us uh, some more details about you? Tell us something about yourself, too. Okay.
1: Um, I was graduated as a um, student studying language, language and communication, which is my favorite topic to study language and how to make more uh, better communication with the community. And the first job, uh, when, uh, once after my graduate, is uh, uh, the community reporter that I found a job in cable TV, which is the very first pay TV in Hong Kong, uh, and down to the 90s, early 90s, okay? Uh, I was a community reporter, and our, our job is mainly to uh, report the news, especially for the underprivileged uh, community in Hong Kong like those poor elders or people with disability or single mothers, you know, those, they are really on the grassroots of uh, metropolitan Hong Kong. So uh, we have the chance always to interview them and understand the story and study the issue, what resources that we can um, mobilize to help them more to improve their lives. And after working as a community reporter and also um, producer of some uh, news program. I found there's a question that is, um, we always interview the social worker, and the social worker always replied to me that we need more resources from the government than the social problems can be solved. This is a very, you know, it's a big question for me because I listen to this answer again and again, but I don't think some social problems can be solved easily with the government resources. Then I, I learned about social venture, I learned about venture philanthropy, I learned about something like impact investing. And I thought, okay, okay, and maybe this is a new way for us to mobilize different resources, not just government resources, to solve the social problem. And this is a chance for me, and, and, and it's, a not lucky, it's not a lucky lucky fate um, uh, for me because my mom got disability. And I finally, I I have learned how to take care of the people with disability in my family. My mom got a diagnosis of brain cancer in 2006. And after a year, and she became a permanent disabled person because uh, she needed to get a tumor out of her brain and then got disability permanently. And she became a wheelchair-bound person. Um, I need to learn how to take care of her uh, without mobility in the wheelchair. And um, because I was a journalist, you know, I always like to observe and then to study the issue and then find the answer, how and why that kind of question. And then I finally I found that it's not just my mom is talking about our aging Hong Kong, thousands, thousands of people with a similar uh, problem limited uh, mobility, you know, they don't have dignity when they have the transportation, especially the the old taxi, the general taxi in Hong Kong, they are not wheelchair accessible. So every time when we take the taxi, firstly, the taxi driver has to be kind that take more time for you to move the wheelchair person into the taxi. And then secondly, it has to be safe when you move the passenger from the wheelchair to the taxi. So it's also, you know, really, really Problematic, you know, and also sometimes it's really insulting because the taxi driver doesn't like this kind of uh, business. So I think it's a huge problem in Hong Kong when we are getting more and more immigrant population, and then we don't have good transport, and then the, the consequences the passenger they don't want to go out except to, to see the doctor. So what's the quality of life is, you know, we we cannot just stay in a wheelchair for our rest of life if we become disabled. So these big questions always come to my mind and then I start to learn about social ventures and then I form a team to study with them and how we can make Hong Kong be more uh, wheelchair accessible to the people like my mom. So uh, after studying for three years, it's talking about three years, uh, what license we can use, how we can make the uh, mobilization from different sectors in Hong Kong. And finally, we we make a decision that we need to change the taxi in Hong Kong to be wheelchair accessible. You know, it's really, really tough, but it's really worthy to do it because Hong Kong, we have over 18,000 taxis in Hong Kong. So even when we can change ten of them, then it's a make a big difference to show showcase how the taxi can be wheelchair really
0: accessible, how we operate, how we make the business sustainable. So sorry, sorry for sorry for interrupting. I just need to interrupt you here because I like how you said we need to change. The text is in Hong Kong and usually, I'm sure for a lot of listeners as well, the first thing you hear is something related to the first part of uh, your what you were talking about is the state needs to change it. But yes. you were not thinking like that. You decided that you will change it. So, sorry, please go on, but I just wanted to stress it uh, uh, as you were talking. And I know that our audience is, yeah, doesn't know the end part, but this yes. sounds all a lot like the state will change it, but instead you were the change maker. Yeah, because uh, maybe a little bit more
1: background. In Hong Kong, running taxi business is just a private business. So the government does not have any law to restrict the taxi owners to change their taxi to be wheelchair accessible. It, it, it's just by yourself. If you would like to do it, you can do it. But the government won't give you any support or policy support. So it's just because the taxi operator fund is really costly and very troublesome, you know, to make this kind of business. So that's why they don't make it, you know. So we, we don't have this kind of taxi for decades in Hong Kong, even though actually we have a pool of passengers, they 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 are able to pay for a premium price for this kind of service. So I am the idiot to make it happen. <laughs> because I I'm not a taxi operator, I'm just a daughter. You know, to come and I want to get that, that kind of taxi. So this e is um, keep asking the taxi industry to help me to make the change together. So, yeah, that is, it is talking about over 10 years ago. It's talking about 2008, I started to study this uh, project. Right. And then we found a company in 2010 and made a taxi uh, diamond cap service available in Hong Kong in 2011. So
2: it's talking about over 11 years now. Well, it's it's amazing, Doris, because on one level you're talking about being a useful idiot, um, which is 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 incredibly amazing because that's the that's the you you instigated the change that you wanted to see. I think for me, what is really interesting is it all comes back to the fact that as you you know just quickly mentioned now, you were better daughter, you were just trying to make sure that your mother could have. A moment of dignity as she was moving through the city which of course went on to change for so many people and i think oftentimes when we're talking about people who are social entrepreneurs or venture builders coming from a place of doing good it normally comes from a place of pain or a place of lack or a place of frustration which is what you were when you were the daughter and so I'm also wondering, once we start talking about things that are frustrating or maybe things that give us pain, um, whilst you're also presenting as Doris is very courageous, I'm wondering what is it that frightens Doris? You mean how I feel frustrated? No, I want, I'm asking what frightens you in general? Because up until now, you've told us about, you, you've described a very brave woman. But I'm wondering what, what, what sometimes keeps you up at night and frightens you?
1: Okay, what frightened me? Okay. What frightened me? Oh, what frightened me is the it's the bankrupt of my business. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the most surprising thing. Because as I said, the taxi industry, they are rich, but they don't want to invest in this kind of business because they know the cost is super, super high. You know, talking about selling from the cap itself is really specially configurated. And the maintenance and the fuel, everything is so premium to run this business. So it's impossible for us just by renting out the the cab to the driver and then get the income. I need to do a lot to support uh, the income with sponsorship. I always pitch sponsorship. So sometimes people think, oh, you are just like an NGO. You you always pitch sponsorship and donation. But I say without these, I will go bankrupt, you know, 10 years ago. So you know the, the cash flow is my bank is, is what frightens me, and that's why I I have to stop my business a few years ago. Lovisa may me know that I, I got a cancer treatment in two thousand and seventeen because it's too stressful to thing diamond cap, and I need to take a rest.
0: So Doris, did did I hear it well? You had a, a cancer treatment,
2: and yes. that's why you
0: have to okay. So how were you then? I think that, that might be a good, uh, if, if you are willing to share somehow, how, how does that feel for an entrepreneur? Like you, were, you stopped the business, of course, because it was not your uh, priority. But uh, if you can maybe give us a bit more insights on what happened during that period. I was diagnosed with breast
1: cancer stage 3 is really serious stage three breast cancer in 2017 september you know um i know that now i know because i i i I am a cancer patient and cancer survivor and i understand what makes cancer happen especially breast cancer is the emotion you know you can understand after i started diamond cap for the first few years um, like uh, 11, uh, tw- uh, uh, 2011 to 2015 is the prime time for Diamond Cap. We are very popular in Hong Kong, you know, very eye-catching, everything. Sponsorship coming to me, just phone to me and then give me some sponsorship. I don't need to pitch too much. But starting from 2015, we have lost um, stable uh, cap advertising contract, which give us stable income. And then, and we have more competitors because someone learned from us and to make the similar taxi fit in Hong Kong and even bigger than us. And our business really dropped. So, and also maintenance is getting higher and higher. So many pressure, you know, to give me the cash flow challenge every day. And I found I don't have too much helping hands and I don't know how to manage people to have the helping hands. So everything is come to my hands. I even I, I, wash my toilets in the office, and I said I enjoy it. But actually, I don't know how to make good use of the skill of management. So everything comes to me myself, and I, I was very unhappy because I think diamond cap is really remarkable in Hong Kong, but I don't have too much resources to make it sustainable. So I'm not in, uh, I'm not happy in my mind, in myself. But don't, but nobody knows it because everyone. Think Doris is a happy lady and very successful, strong woman, and nobody knows that I was very unhappy in my mind, and that is the cruel, cool, the main reason to cause breast cancer, unhappiness. So, ladies, please learn to be happy; otherwise, it's very easy to to have the breast cancer. I was diagnosed breast cancer in two thousand and seventeen. And then I start my business for myself. And then I hand on my key to my um, shareholder and they hire a acting CEO to help me. Okay, and then I can focus on my breast cancer treatment totally for 18 months, so one and a half years. So um, I learned a lot because at the end, it's about lifestyle. At the end, it's about enough sleeping, good emotion, Good food, good nutrition, uh, enough exercise, doing sports, that kind of things. It's it's very you know uh, general answer that how can you avoid cancer. But sometimes when you practice it, it's very difficult, especially when you have a big business, you know, in 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 front of you. And also the business is related to my mom, so my emotion is always related to diamond care. I can't make it fail because my mom. Was already in the heaven and watching me, so you can imagine how how much pressure I was before I got a cancer. But,
0: so, Doris, uh, thank, thank you for for sharing this, and I hope we we all hear your story and then start uh, taking care of ourselves more today mm. already, not just wait for another week. Once we will reassess uh, what makes us happy and what makes us miserable, and what can we do to improve our health? Um, and um, yes. congrats on on surviving and winning in this eighteen month long uh, battle you had. Uh, would you mind? Uh, I'm sure you did think about it, but how is uh, Doris as an entrepreneur before? 2017 and Doris, who took on back her entrepreneurship and leadership role in 2019, how is that different? How do you? Where is? How is the business different? How are you different? Do you delegate now more? Is it? Is it? Uh, yes. I hope don't you don't get the toilet anymore. I
1: I I was lucky because once I finished my treatment, my shareholders said, "Doris, please stay." But don't stay like before. You must hire more people to help you. Otherwise, you know, diamond care cannot be sustained without you. So I got more capital injection and uh, from the taxi partner, and he now he becomes my biggest shareholder. And he injects a few million Hong Kong dollars so I can hire more part-time management grade people, especially a lady, who uh, helped me to take care of the operation because you're running in 24 hours. So before that, I really grabbed my phone as a 24 hours um, walkie-talkie to the, with the drivers. They will call me anytime, but now they, they stop this habit, bad habits. No more you know, calling the CEO. They call, call the call center or they will do it managed by themselves. I hired um, a team of a part-time management like uh, one lady uh, helped me to oversee the operation. One lady helped me to do the marketing. One guy uh, helped me finance an account. These are basic support. I get our time for me to create what new project should I have. And after I get back to Diamond Cap in 2019, I got some achievement. Um, like I uh, reactivate Diamond Cap Foundation, which is a non-profit an organization with the same brand Diamond Cap, but that uh, nonprofit is that dedicated to help the underprivileged wheelchair user. Because for Hong uh, Diamond Cap Hong Kong Limited, this social enterprise, we serve a lot to help the middle class families. They will book Diamond Cap and then they don't need to buy that kind of private car with the wheelchair accessibility, which is very expensive in Hong Kong, but they can hire our car and then buy our service. This is very good for the middle-class families. And so many middle-class middle class families thanks Diamond Gap so much because we help them to take care of their parents, like what I did for my mom. But for the underprivileged wheelchair user, several hundred dollars, Hong Kong dollars, is really big money for them. So I need to help those grassroots, especially those living in the nursing home, nursing home, elderly home is very popular in Hong Kong and many elders need this kind of service. So the nursing home, they are very poor. They don't have resources. They don't have minibus or rehab bus to help their elders. So we match them with this uh, service called Community Ride, which is a free service, free diamond cap service for the underprivileged. So they feel how the middle class family feel the same. So it's very, really, really happy. I, I call it a shared economy because they no matter you are rich or poor, someone will pay for you. Don't worry. Mm. And they, they enjoy
0: this kind oh, of picture service.
1: It's really oh, beautiful.
0: Sorry. And... Mm. You take care of so many people. That's at least what I noticed. So you started with uh, people with disabilities that moved to those who are from more vulnerable groups. Uh, I'm sure you are thinking I saw some other uh, aspects. I see that you are active in this whole social business uh, uh, scene in Hong Kong. Uh, and how do you take care of yourself? And how do you allow others to take care of you? Um, simply now, um,
1: I always have this analogy, uh, before I got breast cancer, diamond cap is on the top in the odd chart. Okay. Everything is under diamond cap. So I sleep less, eat less, doing exercise less because I got diamond cap as a boss, but now diamond cap is here. What is the boss is the health. So diamond cap, what you do for diamond cap is serving my health, mental health. Uh, and my wealth, okay, I need to keep to have my income. So I need to keep Diamond Cap sustainable. But everything is under the health, is in the odd chart, is in the top of the odd chart. So Diamond Cap is one of this. Another one is how I eat well. Now I always study what is good for me, what is super food for me. Like I drink my char, I eat uh, Brazil nuts, you know, all these kind of uh, uh, good uh, food that give me the kind of uh, anti-cancer, that kind of uh, um, power. And also or more fruits, more fresh fruits, uh, more organic fruit, that kind of things. And that exercise. You know, I, I will have regular exercise, like uh, weekly I will attend the Qigong. You know Qigong? Qigong, the Chinese, like, Kung Fu thing. It's actually... Oh, it's, I know, uh, I know. And she it is actually uh, uh, teaching us how to make use of our breathing and then some stretching, getting together, and then make our whole body get more mentally and physically healthy. And I keep dancing, as usual. I, I stopped dancing for quite a few months before I got cancer. Now I got um, weekly uh, Sumba dancing class, which I love so much. I love the music, dance. And then I, I do more walking, night walking. Uh, after dinner or uh, in the weekend, and also I got a farmland, a little farmland. Every Sunday, I will go to my little farmland to have my little gardening. Yeah, I, I just, you know, I'm just fascinated on this new move. And I, I always said that is also my office. Yes. Why I set up this farmland? Because my office is not just diamond cap. I should set up another office which is green, always green in, in front of me. So this is a kind of meditation. Yeah, and I, I, I learned meditation and zen, mm. you know, zen? Zen, 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 kind yes, of a, zen Yeah, yeah. I learned zen in Hong Kong and then meditation. So mentally, physically, I, I think I'm quite fit. Actually, yeah. I passed the uh, annual check again
2: this year yay and so doris it sounds like what what i'm hearing in terms of rediscussing. some of these things were things you did before but you maybe stopped because diamond cab was your boss and then some things were things that you didn't um, think you would ever go and do like having your farmland office so my question is are you having fun
1: sure i know how to be a a fun lady, you know. Before that, I'm a working woman only. I love diamond cap. Everything is putting diamond care in priority. But now I learned that diamond cap is just one part of my life. You know, I, I need to have my farmland I need to have my dancing class. I need to have to uh, learn sand, how to relax here. You know, it, it here is always yeah. easy, even when I sleeping on the bed. But how can I relax it?
2: Now meditation
0: and always teach me how to relax here. Okay. And so, so Doris,
2: if better. You, I mean, that's, that's amazing. And it's clear, even when you talk and we can see you, of course, our audience can't, but they can hear the joy in your voice. And so a, a strange question, if you were now as Doris, who knows what she knows and has gone through her experiences, if you had the opportunity to send a message to Doris when she was six years old, What would you say to Doris when she was six about what she can think about life going forward?
1: Okay, six years old should be just before my primary school. Um, Talk to my little Doris. I think think it's the same. Keep to love your parents. They really deserve to be loved by you. Yeah, it's always my motto. I love my parents so much. They are so lovely. They are so hardworking that I always want to get them have the reward in their
0: life. And diamond cab is the gift. And you obviously, yes, that's what I want to say. You obviously achieved it uh, already. So uh, you showed it uh, even through diamond cab. Uh, one more question uh, for you because um, I think there is a lot of valuable lessons for all of us. Our- here, how to, uh, if any of us uh, are thinking about, for me, for example, for, I'm trying to go back to do yoga, and I will try to... No, good girl, yes, <laughs> because... The, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but, but uh, one question, what is your challenge right now? What is something that you want to uh, change or do, or a, a problem that you still haven't solved... Uh, just so we people in our audience also understand that you are not a superhuman, although you re- really are close to that. <laughs> yeah, you you have life challenge, you know,
1: every time, you know, every stage of your life. Don't don't fancy that you don't have any trouble in your mind. That that your life is finished actually when you don't have trouble. And and still, I, my lifestyle is now is very balanced, as I described. I I will stop talking to you guys. You know right soon and then I'll do some exercise and then get sleeping by 11 p.m. You know, this is my lifestyle. I, I said it already once I got the treatment and then I set this new lifestyle. So it's not a problem for me. Sometimes I will sleep less, but I will get it recovered soon. So so I don't have this kind of problem, that a lifestyle issue because I got a very strong sense of um, protecting myself, my health. But still, Diamond care is still a challenge. Um but now it won't make me uh you know cannot sleep. You know, before that, diamond care will make me in um insomnia, you know, but now I don't have this. Because I always said I got more hands, I got more hands in the office, I got more um uh, committed shareholders that they, 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 they invest and they really want to make it uh, sustainable. So I got more people to support me so I don't need to Spend my time during my sleeping to think about Diamond Cat too much, but still it's an issue because Diamond Cat is inherently a very difficult, challenging business. The business model itself is not healthy. It's, you, you have to rely on the little profit and also sponsorship, and the sponsorship go up and down that makes our income not stable. And always look at an analogy. Diamond Cat is just like a Michelin five-star restaurant. You know, very niche. You know, we have just five taxis, But these five taxis is the very top premium service in Hong Kong. People will love it, but always small. is a Michelin little restaurant. So how can I make it big? Recently, I met a group of impact investors. They said, oh, your business model is not healthy, and you cannot scale up. How can I invest in your business? So I'm thinking, how Diamond Cap, as a Michelin, Five-star little restaurant turned to be a um, stock exchange listing uh, group of catering. How can I make this change? Or should I make this change? And I'm studying this topic recently in deep level with some um, consultant and with Moore, more an MBA student, yeah. They 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 become my volunteer. So I, I start to learn with them how which kind of business that we can change to a little bit, at least scale up Diamond Cap. And I keep trying different things to boost Diamond Cap's brand. Like I'm going to start a new project called Good Night Club. (laughs) I turn a daycare center to be a nightclub. I will organize live music show for the elderly. They will take Diamond Cap in the wheelchair to take Diamond Cap to the Good Night Club to enjoy the live music show which is performed by cross-generation. Some elders, they are singers. Some young people, they are musicians. Okay? So it's really beautiful music show, live streaming. You guys can watch it later in Facebook Live or in Facebook page. Can't
2: wait. Can't and this is wait.
1: At our entertainment business. You know, I maybe this is mm-hmm. a new way for us to, do, to earn more money by organizing this kind of concert.
0: Perfect. And reminding that everybody has the right to have fun. <laughs> so that's Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And
1: exactly. fun at night.
0: Exactly. In the ship. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and, uh, our last question, I mean, our regular listeners already know that we usually start and end with the same question, questions, but in between is uh, a, a whole treasure. But, um, Doris, one quick question and I'm, I hope the answer will be quick because I, I feel it will. Uh, what makes you rock? My mom
2: uh, yes. love it. straight to the point yeah. and easy. I learned from her
1: everything I, okay. I learned from her. so she's rocked as I'm rocked.
2: Love it. And I think, again, Doris, what has been so special around this conversation is highlighting the absolute diamond it is to be able to be around elderly people those who've come before us and for you to keep shining the light on how old people and elderly people are the rock stars of our lives. And for us to actually hold the responsibility of giving them the gift of dignity and fun and joy. And that for me is a big message that I'm taking away from today's conversation. So thank you for that.
0: Yeah. i like thank you. To make them happy. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Nwabisa, for, uh, Concluding uh, a great message for our listeners. Uh, thanks, Doris. Thank you for listening. And thanks to Sarah, who is here in the uh, background helping out with all the logistics. Uh, enjoy, and we uh, will have a new great podcast for you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Have a good day.
2: Bye. Take care, everyone. She Rocks Global is a podcast collaboration produced by Makarena Botta, Nwabi Samayama, and Zoya Kukic. This season of She Rocks Global was recorded in the American Corner Cape Town, which is also where you will find our sound engineer, T. Krai Gekana. Theme music for this podcast is composed and arranged through a collaboration between South African musician Nosihe and Hannah Sigasa from Germany. Mixing engineer is T. Luminous. She Rocks Global is a podcast that showcases the stories of perfectly imperfect women from around the world. Should you be or know someone whom you think we should be talking to? Please contact us through our Facebook or Instagram or Twitter channels. Handle She Rocks Global, hashtag She Rocks. Until next time, keep rocking.